Phantomaniacs, welcome to the newest episode of the Needless Things Podcast, where we talk about toys, movies, music, and all manner of pop culture dorkery. I'm your host, Dave, and oh my gosh, I cannot get anything done. I'm sitting here uh, trying to get this podcast in the can and also set up uh, Facebook events for some of my panels at DragonCon and also get some stuff done for the game show and also talk to everyone that's going to see Marilyn Manson and Rob Zombie tonight and probably 10 other things that I can't even think of right now because there's too friggin' much going on. I don't know why everything decided to happen at 3.30 on Tuesday afternoon, but it sure as shit did. And, and as I mentioned, I'm trying to get stuff done for Dragon Con, and today's episode is the first of our Dragon Con track director interview episodes of the year. Now, I try and make these a little bit different every year because there's only so many times you can be like, so how did you guys end up in charge of the Dragon Con American Sci-Fi Classics track? Tell us that story for a fourth time. So I try not to do that kind of thing. I really would rather just talk to these guys and let you as the listeners get a sense of of who they are, what they're into, what kind of fun we have uh, as part of these tracks, and what's going on at DragonCon. As far as where the schedule is now at the moment, and, you know, it'll change between now and then, because it always does. But... I'm going to go ahead and tell you guys about a couple of panels. Uh, Hopefully each week over the next three weeks, I can tell you guys a couple of panels uh, so you'll have an idea of what I'm doing. Now, as far as the panels themselves, uh, they, they will happen. It's just a matter of when and where that could potentially change. But as of right now, now this is, I can't give away my first panel yet. Uh, As a matter of fact, I don't know if I'll be able to announce it on the podcast. It might be a social media thing. Uh, It may very well be a morning of, hey guys, show up now because this is happening. I don't have enough details to feel comfortable telling you about the very first panel that I am moderating. Uh, It's huge. It is the, aside from the game show, because there's nothing bigger than the game show, Uh, But it is the biggest panel I will have been part of if it happens. And I I could not be more excited about it, but I just can't say anything about it yet. So, what I am going to do is tell you guys about the first panel that is my panel. Friday night at 7 p.m. in the American Sci-Fi Classics Room, which is Marriott M103-105. I will be hosting Geek Year 1988. Now, you know how we love to look at anniversaries, not just at the Classics track, but also here on Needless Things. And last year we did a 1987 panel that was awesome. I loved it. I'm very proud of it. You can hear it uh, on the Needless Things podcast if you go back and look at last year's shows. It was posted. And this year 
We have very special guests that I'm going to announce, but everybody must keep in mind that things do change. DragonCon is very busy and hectic, and while, uh, you know, as with anything else, you can put somebody's name down and you, you hope for the best. But I am very excited to announce that our Geek Year 1988 panel will consist of me, obviously, uh, we don't know yet if we're going to get Gary Mitchell or Joe Crow. It's, it's going to be a special surprise at the time. My pal, Dana Swanson, is going to be part of this panel. She's going to come and talk about her favorite stuff from 1988, as well as our new friend, writer of Black Nerd and comedian, performer, all-around awesome dude, John Carr, who you can hear on the show from a couple episodes ago. And finally, our old pal Battle Cougar, who is just awesome on live panels. Uh, I love having her on for the commentaries and everything else, but it's a real treat when I can have her sitting in the room with us uh, doing what she does best, which is being hilarious and brutally frank. So what we're going to do is sit down, talk about our favorite stuff from 1988, and as you know, every Needless Things panel uh, has a level of audience participation. So if you show up for this, be ready to talk about your favorite thing from 1988. Now, now you you know, we, we may get a couple more picks than you guys because we, we get to sit at the desk. That's the thing. But, uh, yeah, I'll grab the mic. I'll run it out, run out into the audience and talk to you guys as well. So I'm very excited. Uh, 7 p.m. Friday night in the Classics Track Room. Geek Year 1988. It's going to be awesome. We're going to have a great time. Uh, one more panel that I'm going to go ahead and announce right now because I think it's it's easy enough and, and we've got it set. We're good to go. Uh, that is Saturday at 1 p.m. Same Classics Track room, same Classics Track scenario, uh, by which I mean it could change. Uh, but 1 p.m. Saturday, the Video Game Character Hall of Fame where I'm going to sit down and our special panel is going to discuss some of the greatest like mascots. I, I say mascots, but I mean they're characters. They're, they're protagonists of video games. But we're going to talk about Mario, Lara, Lara Croft, Sonic, uh, Link, anybody that comes up. We're going to talk about the biggest and the best. And the format of this panel, we have not decided for sure yet, our pal Beth from Needless Things is going to be figuring out exactly how this presentation is going to go. So this is uh, th- this is this is going to be her baby to a certain extent. So that's going to be a lot of fun. You can also see our pal Ryan Cadaver on this panel, ready to talk about video games because that is one of the many things at which he excels. And uh, probably one or two more special guests that we're still figuring out at the time. But the important thing is, once the Dragon Con app is available, go in there, add Video Game Character Hall of Fame, add Geek Year 1988, show up, have fun. And once again, the video game panel, lots of audience participation, be ready for it. And when the panels are done, always remember to rate them in the Dragon Con app because that's how we get to do more panels. That's how we know what you guys want to hear. So there you go. There are two panels that are 
absolutely happening. Uh, just a matter of you keeping track. Oh, and by the way, the other thing you can do is go to the Needless Things Podcast Facebook group, join that, and all of the events will be posted there. I might even do like one big event that's just Needless Things at Dragon Con that'll keep everybody posted on what's going on and when it's happening so it doesn't have to be like five like i'll still do individual events for each panel but like that one where everybody can kind of follow along the only thing with that is like keeping up with it i I might need an administrator for that maybe i can dump that off on beth too i mean maybe i can give beth the privilege of planning on that one too uh but anyway it's this this year is going to be huge for needless things at Dragon Con, uh, and also if you listen, uh, I'll make you I'll make you work for this one. Well, it's not work; it's a delight because we're talking to Joe and Gary today, and you guys know how they are. Uh, but we also announce the new game show, uh, which I think I've already talked about here on the podcast. I can't remember these things. I'm getting old, and it's hard to keep track of eight billion different things that are all coming at your face from the same time. Uh, new game show, big damn game show. We talk about it during the interview on this episode. And you know what, guys? I think uh, unless you want to take a moment to go to needlessthingspodcast.com, click on the big Amazon box, and order yourself some supplies for Dragon Con. Uh, and if you do it that way, Needless Things gets a little kickback. It doesn't cost you anything extra. Uh, other than that, though, I think we're ready. Do you guys feel like we're ready? Are we ready? Is it showtime? Is it Dragon Con Showtime? Yeah, it is. Let's do it. All right, Classics Track Directors, it is time once again, for the Needless Things version of Roll a Panel, we're gonna we're gonna kick this thing off. I have in front of me uh, what is, as far as you know, is a twenty sided die. I'm gonna roll it, and something from 1988 is gonna pop up. And if I'd had a chance to think about it, I would have thrown 1998 and 1978 in there as well. But uh, I only just now realized I should have done that. So are we ready to deal with some 1988 sci-fi history? Yes. Absolutely. What we'll do here is is roll this object that uh, I I promise you is a 20-sided die. And I'm going to pick whichever number corresponds. I'm going to drop out a movie or TV title or whatever, and you guys just give me... A, a one sentence thought about that topic and here is roll number one here we go and we have the incredible hulk returns oh i love it Remind me, is that the one with Daredevil or the one with Thor? That's the one with Thor. Okay. The Trial of Uh, the Incredible Hulk, which would come several years later, I think, is the one that had Daredevil, right? Ah, yes. Okay. And it would make sense. Lawyer, crime, trial. Yeah. Uh, 
I dig it. You know, it, the, they 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 uh, definitely went with the the best Thor they could get at the time. I think. Joe Crow. I dug it because it was Thor as a live person for the first time, and of course, and I thought, well, this is going to start something cool. And little did I know that when I thought start something cool, what I meant was I would have to wait 22 years before they did it again. <laughs> yeah, it didn't exactly, because I remember thinking like, oh my gosh, they're starting an, another thing. And then, like I said, a, couple, a year, a couple years, however long it was for the next one, and then nothing after that. But time for roll number two. Are you ready? Yes. Uh, yes. Number two yields Sorority Babes and the Slime Ball Bolorama. Oh, so good. <laughs> a classic, I always wanted this. Yes. <laughs> a classic from USA up all night uh, with, with Gilbert Gottfried or Rhonda Shears, depending on who, who was on at the time. Mm-hmm. I miss. I miss Night Flight more, but I also miss Up All Night. And, and I kept waiting for a sequel to this movie because I wanted so many questions answered, like, how much, how long did it take them to clean out those bowling shoes after? <laughs> no! <laughs> <laughs> All right. Are we ready for roll number three? Yes. Roll number three. What do we have... Oh, this one might be a tough one. 18 again. Ooh, was this the year that there were, much like Armageddon and Deep Impact, there were multiple body switching movies? Yes, sir. This was George Burns becomes 18 again it wasn't actually body switching he just uh, oh, oh okay down. Well, i was all right was <laughs> but there thinking. was another movie where they did do a, a mind yeah there switch, was another you know, body freaky swap. Friday oh, yeah thing. freaky friday that which they're getting ready to do another freaky friday but the, that, but, but george burns uh, here's the even then george burns was elderly like by 30 years older than all the other people in in movies. Yeah, yeah. And and, and they were like, we got to keep this guy working. We got to <laughs> And and he was he just played himself and everything, which which was good. He <clears throat> he was just an old wackadoo. He had the, he had the Oh God series and that kind of yep, petered yes. out and I think this was his next thing after that and, and might have been the last thing he did for for some time if if at all mm-hmm. of course that reminds me of one of my favorite stories about george burns is apparently uh dana gould was talking uh, a stand-up guy was comedian was talking about he did some work with him or a friend of his did some work with him and george burns was an old vaudeville guy so you know he had the, the every time you see him he's in that tux he said whenever they weren't shooting, though, or getting ready for the day for shooting, George Burns would be hanging out in his office wearing you know, his, his shirt. You know, He'd have his bow tie on, and he'd be in his boxers and socks, but not wear his pants because he didn't want to crease his pants. <laughs> he came out on TV. Classic. So, yeah, so I just want you to imagine George Burns wandering around his office in the day in just his boxers. And I had that image in my head, and now it's in yours. Oh, like I haven't thought about that before. <laughs> yeah. 
You forget the kind of game show I used to host. That's true. (laughs) (laughs) All right. Number four, the final roll for this mini edition. Let's see. I hope it's a good one. It's 1988, so it's got to be a good one. Mm-mm. Ooh. Oh, no, I've got to save... I have to save that for the actual 1988 panel at DragonCon, which we'll talk about in a bit. Let me let me do another one. Let me do another one real quick. What do we got? Ooh, that was a good roll, too. Easy one. The Blob. Oh, the remake. Yes. I actually bought that on Blu-ray like a month ago to rewatch for the convention. Does it actually look good? Because I've never seen a good transfer of that movie. <laughs> I, uh, to be honest, I haven't watched it yet. <laughs> oh yeah, well yeah, you got to save stuff sometimes. I've actually got uh, I've got a movie called Hack O Lantern that I had never even heard of, <laughs> but I was like, I have to own that that yeah. I bought a couple months ago, and I, I still haven't cracked it open because I, I for something like that, it's got to be just right. It's got to be the right yeah. time. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. But I actually, I really, uh, now mind you, I haven't seen it since like the 90s, but I yeah, actually yeah, really liked the movie. Um, I liked it when it came out. I was a fan. I mean, my fifth birthday or sixth birthday was me and my mom. We had just moved to Yonkers, New York, sitting on the floor watching a black and white TV playing the blob while we ate my birthday cake. <laughs> That's awesome. So I I have a deep connection to the Blob, and the remake I thought was a really good adaptation. You know, it's funny you mention uh, watching the Blob on a black and white TV because my memories of the original Blob are black and white, but it was a color movie. Mm -hmm. So apparently, whenever I saw it as a youth, it was on a black and white TV, and I had just for years thought it was a black and white movie because it's old. Mm-hmm. <laughs> uh, but yeah, I, I enjoyed the remake too. I loved it when it came out, but like you said, I haven't seen it probably since the VHS like blockbuster days. Mm. So I, you know, I'm curious to see how it holds up, and I'm curious to see if they've cleaned up the transfer. Joe Crow, yeah. what say you about the Blob? Well, it had the um, the it had we didn't know who he was at the time, but it had. The star of the movie was Johnny Drama from Entourage of the remake. <laughs> Yikes. And I, looking back, I, I, I think, well, the, the blob is sort of like the Entourage. It's, <laughs> it's terrible, moves very slow, and... Um, <laughs> For some reason, and and treats everyone and poorly. It, it corrupts everything it touches. Yes. yes. <laughs> so jo- Johnny Drama was uh, he was he was setting setting himself up for later, I suppose. That's the blob. That's the greatest analogy in the history of needless things. Uh, the podcast <laughs> and the website end here. Thank you, ladies and gentlemen. Good night. <laughs> oh, and the other fun thing about the edition I bought is apparently Frank Darabont was one. This is like one of his first screenwriting gigs. It was him and somebody else, and so the 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 new packaging's got Frank Darabont's name, huge <laughs> letters. Oh, I'm sure he's thrilled about that. Oh yeah, <laughs> he. You know what? He's not thrilled about anything. So, and I love Frank Darabont, but he doesn't seem like a guy who gets 
too excited about much. <laughs> All right, so we've just played a little bit of roller panel. Uh, why don't one of you explain at DragonCon what the real roller panel is like? Gary, I'll do right. it. I can. Well, either way. Okay, you go. Okay, so roller panel came from the fact that the our track covers like all of cinematic history, so trying to do cover everything we want to cover all weekend was was a struggle we, you know there was like we we could fill two dragon cons worth of programming every year and joe and i were like talking about that one time we're like we've got like 20 panels here that we can't do and i forget which one of us it was went well what if we did like five minute mini panels and we get a d20 and we roll it <laughs> And whatever comes up, that's what we talk about for those five minutes. And we'll get everybody we know to be on the panel. That way, at least one person will be able to talk about what comes up. So it was in, it was like about five years ago now, I think we started this. And yeah. uh, it just it exploded with happiness. And it's the most packed panel you'll see at DragonCon. I think we've had 20 people up on stage at one point. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. We um, and I think after we presented the idea, that's when our friend Mike Dixon came came to us and said, "You know what? I can build you a giant D twenty." Which is he had incredible. Been, he, had, he had already yeah yeah he had already been doing it. Uh, he he has a Dungeon Masters cosplay that he does, like from from the cover of the original Dungeon Masters guide. So he was already making the giant D20 for that. And he said, you know, I'll just put movie posters on all the faces. And we've just been going with it ever since. Yeah, that thing is absolutely incredible. Now, does he keep all those after Dragon Con? We kept the first two, I think, ourselves. And then we started auctioning them off for the Dragon Con charity. Oh, nice. Yeah. That's awesome. So yeah. now somebody goes home with them and tries to explain them to the airport <laughs> to security. To their guests. <laughs> yes. What is that? Yeah. I, I think last year they went for like 40 bucks each. Oh, yeah. that's great. That's awesome. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And uh, this year we're putting a special twist on it. We're doing our regular roller panel. And then uh, our, the second roller panel, because we started doing two roller panels two years ago, <laughs> just because there was so much. To cover, uh, yeah, lots yeah, of but, but this year we, we're doing the Council of Michaels because we have like 55 people we know that are panelists that are named Michael. It's a little ridiculous. Yes. <laughs> and it, last year it was, it was commented that we have enough to make a council. And so we're, we're actually running with it. We're doing the Council of Michaels and Michelle's. Uh, at the panel, we're reserving the front two rows of seating for anyone in the audience named Michael or Michelle. Yeah, if you walk in and you sit in that front row and your name ain't Mike or Michelle, you got to go. You go straight to the back row. <laughs> now, what, the, what the heck is this? What are they going to decide on? What is what's happening for this? We're gonna put we, we, we've put together a list of famous, fictional, and real Michaels from classic sci-fi movies and TV shows. And we're going to do a roller panel, but it's all Michaels. This is insane. Michael Knight. Yes. Michael Knight. <laughs> Michael Knight. Michael Keaton. Oh, my gosh. Michael Gross. Uh, yeah. you, he may be there. Ah, 
got one! <laughs> Tremors, have- man! Oh, Lord! <laughs> See, this is why you need a council of Daves. Yes! <laughs> to catch to catch everything that falls through the council of Michaels. Oh, uh, good Lord! We agonized over the... And I forgot. I forgot. Dad from Family Ties. <laughs> um, How could you? How could you? This. But I this did remember kind of... Michael J. Fox. So well, I was in the. I was even in the same. You were in the area. Oh. This yeah, kind I'm of stuff, it. though, is exactly what makes the classics track such a rewarding experience and such an exciting place to be for Dragon Con. Uh, you guys bring so much personality and so much fun to the topics that you're covering uh for the listeners who may not have experienced the classics track you don't just go in there and talk about blade runner you go in there and you have an experience about blade runner there's something every classics track panel something unique is going to happen there are going to be personalities up there that you just don't see anywhere else and and in general a few years ago, honestly, I, I pretty much gave up on going to, to celebrity panels, and that's not to to underscore them or anything or, or to, to take anything away from the famous people, but they, you know, they talk about their shows, and it's cool, but they're there to, to do a certain thing, and the fan panels, to me, uh, it's like the difference between uh, college sports and professional sports. I can see that the the fan panels or the college sports they're we're we're there because we love it we're enthusiastic and we can do it for five days straight because we love it the yes. the professional stuff sure it's you know the names maybe they're a little more polished but man they're just not having as much fun as we are <laughs> yeah I gotta agree and especially one of the things I love about our our track is one of our guiding principles is we make sure that these aren't panels where there are just people up there talking at the audience. Yeah, they're very interactive. Uh, you know, particularly I, I've, I have never done a panel for you guys where I have not grabbed the microphone and run off into the audience uh, to, to talk to them, to get their input, to see, you know, for them to share their experiences. Uh, and and the, the, everything that you guys do engenders that kind of audience participation and that kind of fun spirit and for the listeners it may sound like oh that's just chaos and uh well yeah it is but it's fun yeah (laughs) that's that that thank you for that but we we gary and i before we got to be drag directors we had been to enough of these panels at dragon con and every other convention and wh- where we thought, you know, w- w- we can do this better. And I'm not saying, I mean, I'm, well, well let, let, let me walk that back a little bit. <laughs> we can do it differently. We can, uh, we can do it, uh, we, we can do panels that we would want to attend. Yes. And that's how I look at, well, all the, all the panels we do. Had if If I were just a... Dragon Con attendee, I would want to come to those panels. Yeah, absolutely. And that's how you have to look. Well, you, not only do you have to look at it that way, but you have to look at, you know, each year, you guys have to feel out 
the audience response, and you have to take, you know, all the feedback from the Dragon Con app, but also the feeling of the room, because not everybody in the room goes in the app and rates every panel. So you have to get a feel for what people like, for what people want to see, for what attendance is. Like, you, you actually have a lot of work to do to continue providing an entertaining experience year in and year out. Uh, what, what is, once a year comes to a close, do you, I, I would imagine you guys immediately sort of start processing stuff to a certain extent. Do you usually have sort of a list of notes of like, okay, we know this, this, and this went over well, we got this idea for next year. Like, do you, are you kind of on it immediately or do you take a break for a little while? Cause I know, you know like, obviously you don't um, like, you don't spend literally a year planning, but there's gotta be a little time right after com where you're still buzzed up and excited and like thinking about it. Uh, we, we've, we have panels that started that we we like for last year, we got a panel ideas for this year that happened. That was like, Hey, on, on Thursday night last year, we're like, Hey, we should do this next year. Right. right. Yeah. So it, it'll happen that quick. Um, and like you said, you really do have to read the room. Um, you know, as much as Joe and I both agree, these are panels that we would want to come to. One of the other things we also keep in mind is we're not the only audience. Like right. that's why I, we really are try, starting to focus, try to bring more '90s stuff in now because now the '90s kids are where we were ten years ago, so we know they want to see what we would have seen. So that's something we have to balance. But yeah, it's uh, it's real easy. Like there, and it's odd because you never know what's going to hit. There, I have been in panels it, when I was moderating and felt the room turn. <laughs> you know somebody said something and the entire audience was like and i'm like i'm gonna die and it's not even my fault he said it not me i'm just next to him <laughs> <laughs> but you're the moderator it's on you yes yeah um you're the smiling so, face that's representing everything that is dragon con exactly but at the same time you there's some like i've been trying to get joe to do a musicals panel for like three years and Joe had a very valid argument if he wasn't sure how sci-fi that was and that room was packed standing room only oh yeah yeah people love musicals I, I not my bag but man there's a market for them I, I, I definitely could see that when when was that was that last year yeah that was last year yeah. we did it on like Sunday like 12 or 1 o'clock early and it was like I said. It was standing room only. There were people in the hall. There were all kind. Of, I mean, so we immediately went. Well, we're doing this again next year. <laughs> yeah. What, let's let's actually let's take a moment and do that. Let's let's do real quick a 2017 after action report. Like, what were some of the big hits last year, and and what were maybe some lessons learned? Because I'm sure you guys are thinking about that stuff now, as you've just finished planning this. Well, I, okay. Let me choose my words a little better. As you've just laid down your preliminary but subject and likely to change plans for this year. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. No panel is official until it is over. Right, right. <laughs> and and then, even then. <laughs> yeah, and then check your sources because... <laughs> check your sources. <laughs> I like that. Like, so was what's... I really just in that thing? Yes. 
what were uh, what went down last year? Like, what was some of the hot stuff, and and what were some things that you guys maybe discussed uh, immediately after, or or have been discussing lately? One thing we tried for the first time last year, and it went really well, was this late in the game idea that me and Gary had because we had to fill. Like one one panel got canceled. Like we we couldn't do a panel, but for whatever reason, and we thought let's what well, what can we stick in its place? And we came up with the idea of um, like the people's court, where yes. and and then people uh, uh, prosecutors come in and defend and the indefensible, like yes. a a, yes. a well known fandom. Yeah, movies that have fandom has judged for a long time as being terrible. <laughs> yes. And so I, I I said, well, I will, I'll pretend to be the judge and I will render the verdict. You guys, the panelists, just be the, the defense attorneys. And then Michael Faulkner, one of our guys out of nowhere, comes in in a bailiff cosplay. <laughs> <laughs> Dude is dressed as a bailiff. And then, um, and, and, and I had, my, my judge's robe was my Superman bathrobe. So <laughs> it was just all, totally off the cuff. And um, the panelists defended various things, uh, various movies. Kevin Eldridge, another very funny dude, had a, like, a, he kind of knocked it out of the park. He defended Howard the Duck with, a manifesto that he had handwritten and then read aloud. It was like it, it, it was a thing of beauty and it just like blossomed. I, like as we're going, I start yelling uh, I, I start yelling, You're out of order and I will clear this courtroom. <laughs> of course, you have to. Yeah. So we're going to do that again this year. We're going to, and and um, I've got a different robe now, and <laughs> I'm going to step off the bench and tag in Gary, and he is going to judge a thing that I'm going to defend. So, oh, interesting. Now, is this is is this a uh, closely guarded secret, or can you, can you announce this? I'll go ahead and uh, the thing that I'm going to defend because it is the 40th anniversary, is the Star Wars Holiday Special. Oh, Joe Crow, what is wrong with you? <laughs> oh, my gosh. Now, when, when, is, when is this panel tentatively scheduled for? That is a good question. <laughs> <laughs> so just everybody be sure to download the DragonCon app. It is the best way to stay current on anything that we talk about here on this episode, uh, and by the time this episode airs, I'm, it'll probably be populated. Um, so just look at the classics track and add everything to your schedule, and it'll keep you up to date. But I got to tell you, I I want to see this because I can't imagine how anybody could possibly find any merit in the Star Wars Holiday Special. Well, that is that's my job, sir. Right, right, that's, exactly. That's what I'm going to do. You, you but have. The, it is up to us to prove the guilt of the special. Exactly. Yes. <laughs> uh, Michael Bailey will be defending the Phantom. Not as tough a job, 
but uh, but definitely, oof, there, yeah, there's some. Uh, I'm not a big fan of the word problematic, but, <laughs> but there's some problematic stuff in that movie. But yes. Billy Zane, come on. See, my only defense would be it has Patrick McGowan. Mm, Thank you. Yeah, the prisoner. <laughs> he, he he's not a prisoner. He's a free man, not a number. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, uh, Michael yeah. Faulkner will be defending Mac and me. Oh gosh, man, these are some brave individuals. <laughs> Holy yes. cow! Now, what happens? Is there a penalty if they fail to to prove their case? Um, I think last year I I let them I let them all through. I I judged them you all. Sosty. Uh, I know. I know. <laughs> You know what's going to happen. Any that is not defended successfully shall be consigned to forever live in the four ninety nine bin at Best Buy. <laughs> <laughs> what's going to happen is poor old Joe isn't going to successfully defend his, and it's going to be the only, the only unsuccessful defense in the history of what is this called? Does this have an official title? Classic Sci-Fi Court. Beautiful, beautiful. And it is tentatively scheduled for Sunday at ten a.m. Oh, okay, cool, cool. Yes, and I will be defending League of Extraordinary Gentlemen. Well, that's, that is actually... Oh, gosh, Gary. Behold! Nautilus! Oh, jeez. Well, there there are some redeeming things about that movie, but I don't know if there's enough to make it worth watching. Wow, yeah, this is, that's actually kind of a perfect time, though, because I've got a panel in that room right after that. So yes. That uh, if I can manage to drag myself out of bed, yeah, that's not going to happen. <laughs> Sorry, guys. <laughs> so, what what other kind of stuff did you learn from last year? Or what what worked? What were your successes? We attempted to uh, do something different with our challenge of the of the super nerds. And it didn't quite work out. We'll 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 we'll, we'll confess. It, oh, okay. Uh, but yeah. but we we see now, and we're gonna and we're gonna fix it, which is, which is good. Sometimes the thing is, it's like doing panels like this with like like all any of these. It's it's kind of like your workshopping, kind of like sometimes sometimes a panel that you you do for the first time. It's kind of like going up and doing stand up and working out new stuff. Yeah, absolutely. Well, so, sometimes the panel you do for the third time it doesn't <laughs> yes. go over quite as well as you were hoping. <laughs> uh, yeah, well, and but that's another thing that's admirable, admirable about the Classics track is you guys are always evolving and trying new things. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I, I, I don't want to be, we don't want to be the track that, well, this year we're doing this one thing again that we always do. And even if we do a theme a themed panel again, it's going to be different from year to year. I mean, right. for example, roller panel is built to be different every single time. Yeah, absolutely. So, so that's different. But the thing about Challenge of the Super Nerds was last year we attempted to let pe- the audience bring questions, bring oh. their own questions. And yeah. it didn't it work so well. No. <laughs> It wasn't quite. It, it was a lot of people knowing some very specific thing, right, right, and then trying to explain that to the audience, 
and the audience members not knowing what they were talking about. So yeah, as, we're going to go back to silly trivia-based things. As we've so, learned from from the game show, there's only so much you can rely on your audience members for. <laughs> like you you have to you have to give them enough to to work with. You have to have rules and like lines and like okay, this is what we need from our audience member and we know that literally anybody that might come to this show can provide this. Yes. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Yeah, the the only innovation that we're going to keep from that from that noble experiment is that we really st- we've always supported the Dragon Con charity, but there wasn't too much we thought of that we could do. You know, like what? How are we going to raise money? Sure, it? sure. Uh, so this year we came up with the idea of we, the penalty for getting questions wrong has always been a spray of the Hulk cologne. Yes. yes. So last year we let people buy their way out of the Hulk spritzing by donating to the charity. Ah, uh, yes. Very good, very good. Mm-hmm. And we ended up raising like $600 last year, so it was a really good idea, I think. <laughs> I, now, honestly, I would believe it if you told me that one person paid $600 to not be sprayed with Hulk cologne. As I recall, we ended up with 665 and change, Ooh. and then either Michael Williams or Darren Bush. It was Darren Bush. It was Darren. Hi, Darren. He said, hey, 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 Darren. I wish he was here to uh, promote the fact that he rounded it up to 666 so we could give the devil's donation to the charity. You guys are the worst. Yes. (laughs) (laughs) And that was after we uh, did the... Now, now, we showed the Star Wars Holiday Special last year to Mm. tie in with the actual Star Wars 40th anniversary. Yes. So rather than show it again this year, we're just putting it in the classic sci-fi court. And we're showing something else in the holiday special spot. Yes. Yeah, we're keeping that's another thing that worked last year that we're going to keep this year is uh with the holiday special last year we did the once the movie starts the doors are locked and you have to pay a donation to you know not you, you can't you don't have to you know it's kidding. Right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. But, but if in, you want to leave before it's of, over in the spirit of fun. Yes. You had to pay to get out and the the earlier the better like I as before we even started it I dropped my 20 bucks and I was out. <laughs> Perfect. <laughs> Perfect. Yeah, and every 15 minutes we took five bucks off the price to get out of the room. But you also got a button or a postcard. So, you know, we gave you something for your money. Yeah. And and you didn't get mental scars. So have you announced this year's Torture Fest yet, or is this going to be a a later revelation? Joe, lay it out. Uh, We are doing Kiss Meets the Phantom of the Park. Oh, you guys. <laughs> we just recorded a needless commentary. I know for Kiss Meets the Phantom <laughs> of the Park. It won't be. It was, ah! it was supposed to go up in uh, August, but we're so jam packed with Dragon Con stuff, it's going to have to wait until September. But it is a doozy, and yes. uh, I would definitely pay money to not have to sit through that thing again so soon after watching it twice in a row. <laughs> 
<laughs> I remember watching it when it aired live and thinking, this is kind of lame. <laughs> yeah, I mean, look. It's, that was an eight. <laughs> it's awesome. Oh, yeah. But it's also very much a product of its time. And, and also very much a product of Hanna-Barbera. Yeah, that, I didn't know that until just a, I, recently. Hanna-Barbera made that. Yeah. It, it looks... It looks like a set, a live action Saturday morning cartoon. It, and, well, it I mean it's Scooby Doo. It's totally a Scooby Doo episode. And and why wouldn't that have Kiss in it? Of course, now uh, I think in the last year or two, Kiss did a Scooby Doo cartoon movie, which is much and, much better, by the way. Oh, good. <laughs> oh, it's great. It's amazing. I can't wait. Yeah, yeah. I have not seen that yet. But, I highly um, recommend it. But the the kiss is perfect for this kind of thing, and I love love when people who do one thing try to do another thing, and by that I mean like uh, musicians who try to act. I love that. I love it. <laughs> or so actors, this is kiss. Or actors yeah. who try to music like Bruce Willis. Or Don Johnson. Oh gosh. Yes. Oh. <laughs> I love those things, but Kiss meets the Phantom. It's is they're playing themselves with superpowers. It's brilliant. There is a scene where Ace Frehley shoots laser eye beams and then walks down the laser eye beams that he just shot to get to where they're going. Oh. Golden. <laughs> it's amazing. But uh, we won't give away any more because that's for Dragon Con. That's for our future needless commentary. Uh, what was some other stuff from uh, 2017? We did, uh, oh, shoot, uh, Sci-Fi, oh, the battle panel. I can't remember what it's called right now. Oh, Sci-Fighters. Sci-Fighters. We did Sci-Fighters last year, but that is not returning this year. Is that correct? We're giving yeah, it a break. We... We're giving we, it a year off. Okay. Yeah, because we, we, we kind of knocked our heads around trying to come up with a, a good topic for it. Uh, but we're going we're gonna to just uh, t- take a break. Had we, say, this year, and, and yeah, I mean, we're still a month out, it could happen. If we, <laughs> end up, if we end up having to drop a panel, then we got Sci-Fighters in our back pocket. We can, we can go. Because those turn into absolute chaos and um so much fun so the the two years that i've been on sci-fighters has been an absolute blast and that that one i I agree though if you don't you don't do it just to do it you do it because you have an amazing versus concept i feel like we may have had the best concept a couple of years ago when we did 80s wrestlers versus 80s action heroes. Well, that was tremendous. Like... Um, <laughs> I mean, it's a lot of fun, but but like you said, you you got to have something to build it on. You don't just do it. Yeah. Because, at, yeah, and, and I, I um, at, uh, at one, of, one of my local conventions, I did a dry run for it where I just, it was just me in a room, in, in a panel room, and um, I just threw out, I said, uh, the, the members of the audience could just name anything. 
So we got 16 totally random off the wall things. Oh my and that gosh. wasn't necessarily as I mean, I wanted it seemed like a good idea at the time. <laughs> <laughs> there are a lot of things that seemed like a good idea at the time. <laughs> yes. So now, like you said, now we know that you got to start with a good premise <laughs> and yeah. then and then go from there. Yeah, my personal favorite was is still uh, Monkeys versus Minions, which broke out as the bonus panel after the first time we did this of super vehicles. <laughs> <laughs> we didn't even plan on doing it. it. Somebody joked about that was the first year we did Sci Fighters. Somebody joked about, well, what if we what if we put monkeys up against somebody? And that, it was a joke. We had ten minutes left in the panel, and I said, "We're doing it," and so we did it. That's yes. fantastic. And uh, the, it was... Go go ahead, Gary. Yeah, the final showdown was Enos from Dukes of Hazard versus Peter Tork from the Monkees. Oh, my <laughs> gosh. I got to go with Enos. Yeah. Who we went with Enos because he has a gun. Yeah. Yes. Absolutely. Well, and Peter is just so sweet and helpless. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and it was hard picking him out of the Monkees as being the monkey to choose. Yeah, yeah, I can see that. You, and you, for for any sort of combat situation, you'd think you'd either want uh, Michael Nesmith, who's just the the kind of a, a aggressive one, or Mickey Dolan, well, who just looks like he could stir some stuff up. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Dolan looks like a fighter, and, and uh, Nesmith's tall, so he's got reach. That's right. That's right. All right, we can't get into it now. We can't get into this now. Well, what? Guys, guys. Yeah. Cut. What Off. is happening? Off the air. <laughs> yes. Yeah. After we're done recording. We'll we'll have a monkey battle royal. Uh, what's happening in 2018? What can you guys talk about now? Do you uh, can you announce any guest panels that you have lined up, or just what kind of exciting stuff is happening? Well, there's one guest panel I think we should we we have to at least announce uh, because you're moderating it, and it's with Mr. William Stout. Yes, I'm very excited about that. I've I what what all this? This will be a fourth or fifth panel that I've been on with him, but this one is all about him. This is his. Yes, because whenever we've had him on, we had him on a panel about Conan, uh, Conan the Barbarian, or Conan the Destroyer is what he did. He worked on. He was on Conan the Destroyer. He was on Masters of the Universe. Uh, Which was, I think, the first panel we did with him. Yeah. And then I think there's been one other, but I could be wrong. But he's just... Uh, he's I think awesome. he was on the Dune panel. Yeah, I, w- I definitely wasn't on that, <laughs> that one. <laughs> but uh, he, he's he's amazing. He's got great stories. He's a wonderful storyteller. Uh, I'm very, very excited about this one. Absolutely, yeah. Like, I feel like he he's just such a cool dude. He... Uh, I feel like he parks his Harley outside the panel room, and he just steps off it wearing an ascot. That, well, that's my mental picture of this man. And he has fun with us. He, oh, he's, yeah. He's there as, like, even though he's worked on all these incredible films and has such a respectable body of work and is this amazing artist and everything else, and, like, to me, the guy is a superstar, but he comes in there and just geeks out with us. Okay, let me just throw out some names um, uh, of stuff that this man has worked on. Um, he uh, 
painted the movie poster for Wizards, Ralph ba- Bakshi's Wizards. He, uh, let's see, he he was was the production designer on. Um, well, he worked on the storyboards for Raiders of the Lost Ark, and for the Thriller video. I didn't know that until just now. No, I he, didn't either. And and, ha- and uh, he also did both both Conan films, First Blood, The Hitcher, uh, Invaders from Mars. Oh man. Things. Uh, he designed the big bug thing in Men in Black. Yeah, so and his... he, uh, he he wrote the first draft of the the Warrior and the Sorceress the, that Roger Corman put out. Oh my gosh! Yeah, this is the, stuff the that man's amazing. Well, he, his he his did. career has spanned decades. He's done everything from production design to to art to writing to i mean he he is a jack of all trades he is a nerd of all trades yes and honestly he will be he usually is and i think he will be again this year in the dealer's room go buy prints from him yeah well he's got prints and i believe he's got at least one book that collects a lot of his work uh, Mm -hmm. a lot of his concept art and stuff uh, so yeah, he he's definitely worth stopping by, and if he's at his table when you stop by, you know, not only can you grab a print or or a book or something, but you're gonna have a good conversation too. Yeah, he's got stories for days, and oh, tells he really them does. Wonderfully. And he is not concerned at all about like some of the stories <laughs> he's told about Arnold Schwarzenegger. Oh God, <laughs> he is not at all worried about like sharing some some dirt. It's hilarious. Yeah. <laughs> so yeah that that's going to be an awesome panel i'm super stoked about that one what else have we got going on uh we've got one that i'm actually i came up with that i'm pretty proud of for the ghostbusters crew they we always let them do their thing every year as part of their pke surge uh the the whole the the, the official ghostbusters fan community and this year they're coming they're doing a panel based on an idea i had based on a picture i saw on a toy site uh, which had the four Ghostbusters facing off against Freddy Krueger. And I came up with the idea of, can they bust it? Oh, nice. So the panel of Ghostbuster experts will take questions from the audience of, would the Ghostbusters be able to bust Godzilla? Freddy! Oh, that's fantastic. And uh, and we presented it to them, and they were... They were probably just going to talk about the cartoons or or whichever anniversary it rolled around for um, um, the Ghostbusters cartoon or you know or or the, the movies and um, we threw threw this out there and they were like oh yeah let's do that well it's nice so, to have something engaging you know that, yes. that's yeah. it's not just so in this year this happened but something that really engages not just the panelists but the audience as well that's a great idea I love that. So fun, fun, fun. Uh, we um, and um, the this year is the 80th anniversary of Superman, and because we're we, we are first people to think of anniversaries. Uh, apparently, over the years, I, I didn't know this. Over the years, um, when people have released superman movies and tv shows they have timed those movies and tv shows with superman anniversaries so the end result is that while this is the 80th anniversary of superman it's also the 40th anniversary of superman the movie right 
So we're doing a panel on that, and it's the 25th anniversary of the Lo- Lois and Clark rom-com that they that happened back in the 90s. Yes, so Dean Kane and Terry Hatcher. Yes. The most downloaded woman on the Internet at the time. That's right. At the time. And, um, Who was eventually beat out by, was it Sonny? I believe it was oh. Sonny from WWF. <laughs> yes. And um, their fortunes have reversed since then. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you're not kidding, Joe Crow. <laughs> Ooh, mercy. I, I, guys, I've seen things. It's not pleasant. <laughs> oh. Yes. <laughs> cool, so we've got a superversary going on. Mm-hmm. And you know oh, what yeah. happened? No, go ahead. Speaking of anniversaries, you know what happened 30 years ago? Mm-hmm. 1988 happened 30 years ago. Oh, God, yes. don't remind me. <laughs> and uh, yes. the the Needless Things irregulars and some special guests will be mm-hmm. talking about the year of 1988 in the way that only we can. Now, we need one more person for this panel and it's got to be Gary Mitchell or Joe Crow. Where the hell? All right, Joe. Rock, paper, scissors. One, two, three. Uh, okay, what did you get? Cause... <laughs> <laughs> what did you get? <laughs> I, I'm not saying until you say. <laughs> oh, well, I got scissors. Oh, I said scissors, too. Dang it. So does that mean you guys have to scissor now? <laughs> no one wants to see that. No Show one up to the needs 1988 to see panel that. to find out. <laughs> uh, but seriously, we'll uh, at the panel. The audience can find out if uh, Gary or Joe has more interesting things to talk about from 1988. <laughs> uh, I am bringing. I think we can go ahead and announce one of our guests, and that is the lovely Dana Swanson, or as you may know her, yes. Miss Lady Flex, my partner in crime from the Dirty Dirty from the now defunct. Dirty Dirty Con Con Game Game Show Show. Uh, Dana is going to be bringing her awesome ridiculousness to our 1988 panel. Uh, I will be there as well. And we have uh, two or three more very, very special guests that I don't want to announce yet because, quite frankly, I'm not positive they're going to do it. So (laughs) (laughs) you guys know how that goes. Uh, yes. Uh, but yeah, I'm super stoked for the 1988 panel this year. Uh, it, it's going to be a lot of fun. I've already got my topics lined up. We've got some audience interactive stuff prepared. Uh, and of course, we have fabulous prizes. Yay! Those are the best kind, really. Uh, yeah. well, the only kind you'll find in the classics. I, well, I, brought, I tried mediocre prizes one year, and they didn't go over so well. Mm. <laughs> Surprisingly, people. <laughs> I was lose. shocked. <laughs> be fine. What else is? What going do you mean on it's an Alf sticker? What the hell is this? <laughs> what else is going on this year, you guys? What What are you? Uh, what What are some highlights? What are some things that that you look at on the schedule and you're like, that's going to be big. Um, well, there. I don't know if it's going to be big, but what I'm looking forward to is uh, Warriors, Death Wishes, and Shaft, New York City in the 1970s, and oh, how New York City, nice. and, and how what we think of as New York even today, we still think of 70s dangerous New York. I mean, look at uh, Luke Cage, for example. Sure, sure. And, 
Uh, well, and I think and, even though even though it it was uh, you know it's widely thought of as being dangerous and dirty and and unpleasant, I do think there's a lot of nostalgia for that that lost era of New York. Hmm. Oh, you can hear New Yorkers complain about what Times Square has turned into. Yeah. <laughs> you know, you yeah. see all this porn and people pissing in the alley, and you might get mugged. Now it's a <laughs> now it's a Disney store and a Guy Fieri restaurant. <laughs> and I gotta say. That sounds great. I would love to go to Flavortown in New York. <laughs> well, it used to be called Flavortown for completely different reasons. Yes. <laughs> it's a completely different place. <laughs> yes. Look, I came in here looking for um, um, spinach quesadillas, which I don't even know is a real thing. I just made it up. And instead, <laughs> I got beaten over the head with a cat of nine tails <laughs> and now i want spinach quesadillas and a cat of nine tails stop confusing me joe crow <laughs> very cool i like that i like the sound of that one uh what else uh, joe is there anything specific that that tumbled out of your crazy noggin that uh, you're excited about we we uh, uh, to continue the Superman theme. Well, two or two or three things to continue the Superman theme. Our challenge of the super nerds this year is going to be challenge of the Superman nerds. So oh, okay. all questions, just Superman related. And uh, Gary and I did a draw a, a trial run for it at uh, Hypericon a few weeks ago, and I think it went great. Yes. Um, we we had like three people uh, in the in the. Uh, I think they were intimidated by how great it was going to be, <laughs> but we 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 did a trial run on that thing, and I think it's going to work out good with a room full of people. Yes. Uh, so and and we will be and we will be pinning Michael Bailey down in the all, it all comes back to Superman challenge. Oh uh, yeah. We will give him have... a topic and he has to find a way like Kevin Bacon game to oh. relate it. Oh. Yeah, he's your guy for that too. Yes. Absolutely. And an, another one of the games is we're going it's called Superman splaining where we present you a an incorrect fact about Superman. And you have to correct it. Well, actually. Um, actually, exactly. Just like that. Oh, it's it's like Jeopardy. You have to answer by saying, well, actually. Yes. <laughs> oh, that's fantastic. Uh, well, let's, I've got, I, I suppose I should run down the specific things that I know I'm doing since I, like, Half of my stuff is with you guys. Over half of my stuff is with you guys. Uh, cool. We also have something that I suggested to you guys last year that I thought would be a whole lot of fun. Uh, the Video Game Character Hall of Fame. Yes. And that is going to be uh, me and Needless Beth, who you guys know from the show and from the site. Mm-hmm. Uh, she posts every other Tuesday. And our pal Ryan Cadaver. Mm-hmm. And uh, I don't know. Have you guys added anybody else to that one, or is this uh, is this relatively no, we, needless? Uh, we pretty much said let's just let Phantom handle this. Okay, cool, cool. So we're uh, <laughs> we're going to discuss and discuss with the audience who are the best and worst video game mascots: Mario, Lara Croft, uh, everybody in between, uh, Sonic, whoever. We're going to run down everybody all the big ones uh we might even since beth is there out of consideration for her 
we'll probably have to talk about Link too. <laughs> but uh, I, I I may have to show up and, and make a case for Crash Bandicoot. <laughs> oh, I thought you were going to show up in a Link costume. I thought that's where you were headed. Dang it! Uh, <laughs> what a what a no! Setup. If I'm coming in a co- if I'm coming in a costume, it's going to be Zelda. <laughs> <laughs> Done. Uh, we also have let's see. Well, Saturday night. Th- this is this is always my main event. This is the thing I put the most work into. This is my my heart and soul. My child. Uh, the game show. However, this year it is a an entirely different game show. It is the big damn game show. It is not eighteen and up. Uh, we we are keeping it a friendly PG-13. We have entirely different games, an entirely different format, and we promise it will be under an hour. <laughs> uh, but it's, it is going to be lots of fun. The, the minds behind our, our previous efforts... Uh, came together and we we've cooked up some new things and I'll I'll announce it right now. Uh, I have not said this anywhere else yet. We one of our games that we're playing is called Hazardry. Now mm-hmm. extrapolate from that what you will. It's certainly not a ripoff of one of the most popular game shows of all time. Oh no no not at all in any no. way. For one thing, you won't have a mustache. <laughs> well, you don't know that, Gary Mitchell. You <laughs> That's should. True. You should see me right now. I, <laughs> I'm a hairy mess. Uh, but yeah, big damn game show is going to be Saturday night at 10:30 p.m. Uh, more details to come. Event will be put together on Facebook, and and all as always, big audience participation, fabulous prizes. And then I have to get up early Yay. the next morning for. Uh, what what's happening at eleven thirty a.m. after uh, your your sci-fi court panel? At the moment, <laughs> yes. At the moment, I feel like it's they live. Oh, yes. it certainly is. And that movie is. I'm gonna go. I'm gonna go and say maybe the best movie. It's one of my favorites of all time. Uh, I, I dearly love Rowdy Roddy Piper when I was a kid. See, that's, that's the thing. I came to it because of Rowdy Roddy Piper. Yeah. I had had he not been in it, I doubt that it, it would have that it, that would it would have stood out to me from a lot of the other sci-fi movies of which there were tons mm-hmm. of the time. But that's Rowdy Roddy Piper. I just saw him re- retire at WrestleMania three. I got to go see what he's doing. And, and that's exactly what it was for me, too. Um, I watched that movie because of Piper and then became a fan of John Carpenter because of watching that movie because of Rowdy Roddy Piper. Yeah, really, could anyone else have had a 20-minute fight with David or uh, Keith David and made it believable? <laughs> no, no. And, and for a long, long time, that was the, uh, the longest fight in cinema to date. Mm-hmm. I've held that title for years. I think it's actually like eight and a half minutes, something like that. But but it's it's insane. It's ridiculous. And we should probably just show it at the panel. Yeah. <laughs> Maybe we can recreate it. That would be... Oh, that would oh, be even least. better. Oh, yeah. We should do that. Gary, I'm going to make you put some sunglasses on. Oh, I ain't putting no sunglasses on. Oh, yes, you are, buddy. Oh, no, I ain't. <laughs> 
Later in the, well, as of now, remember, this is all tentative, but if you download your DragonCon app, mark all of the Sci-Fi Classics track programming in your app, then it'll stay up to date and you won't have to worry about it. Uh, but yep. this one I'm, I'm super excited about because I have, I have a, 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 I'm part of a product. I'm part of a mm. book, a thing, an actual thing I can carry around and show to people and uh and have at at conventions there is a book called the joy of joe celebrating the real american hero in figures and cartoons and i contributed uh an entry to that book alongside some pretty amazing authors uh some people who've actually written things for gi joe uh other folks uh like fabian nasheza Nasiza, I'm going to ask him how to pronounce his last name uh, next time I meet him. Uh, lots of people in this book, but it just so happens that a ton of them were showing up for Dragon Con. So we've got a panel of contributors to this wonderful book about G.I. Joe. Now, you guys tell me, Jim Beard put this book together. And yes. I know his name, but I don't know that I know Jim. Well, this is his first year coming to Dragon Con, so you may not know him personally. Okay, okay. Um, but he is he, yeah, a he, pretty well-known writer. He he's a he's a he's a pulp guy, along with like uh, in in the same group as Bobby Nash and Van Plexico and okay, okay, and th- those guys. And, yeah, I know uh, the name, he, and um, when I when I first made contact, I was like, I, I you know I know this guy is around in the same capacity as, as Bobby Nash and Mike Gordon and all of our friends. Uh, but I, I, you know, I didn't know exactly what he was doing or exactly what he was going for, but it's, it's a collection of essays from people who love GI Joe. And that's the panel will be all, several of us talking about that. And I think what I'm going to do is just to hold him down and say, "You write more things and let all of us be in it." And yeah, yeah. That, that's that's that, a good that, point. Is, those, that, that is his only option. Yeah, <laughs> for, from here on out, we need annual compilations of some form of toy slash genre material that we can all contribute to and just keep going uh so i'll have a new thing every year <laughs> yeah because it's all about me yeah what uh let's see what else have we got here okay this one i don't know which track this 10 p.m sunday night panel belongs to <laughs> Oh, it's got to be you guys because it's in it's in all as are all classics track fan panels. It is in the Marriott M one hundred three M one hundred five. Same location yes. as last year, correct? Correct. Uh, this is Dawn you can of the still Dead. Still find the direction. Yeah. <laughs> this is Dawn of the Dead, the fortieth Zombiversary. Uh, yes. And, but we're not just going to talk about the original. We're actually going to uh, kind of similar to how we did with the Shining last year on the horror track. We're going to talk about the original and about the remake and discuss the the uh, merits of both. Yeah, because it's actually it is definitely the anniversary of Dawn and the the remake 
is actually old enough now that we we finally got our grubby little hands on it. <laughs> <laughs> now, for the listeners, what generally what's what's kind of the range of stuff that does fall into your into the purview of the classics track? Uh, ten years ago, and previous to that, on to the beginning of filmed history. <laughs> <laughs> and it has to have been off the air for 10 years not like right, you know, right. debuted 10 years ago so. right 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 yeah so which for that... movies is great then 10 years and boom it's ours and also it has to be not you know in the grubby little hands of another track it's like uh like we're not doing a panel on night of the living dead because that's going to be over on the horror track and i'll be on that panel <laughs> yeah 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 we uh the other tracks are, are our buds we share our treasure troves with them, unlike the Hobbit smog. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> I think it's cool, though, how you guys do take things that kind of fall along certain lines and, and do share and do take a look at your programming and see what works for who. And uh, <laughs> But basically, I just want to say this Dawn of the Dead panel is really going to break down to George Romero versus Zack Snyder. And if you want to find out which side I'm on, you're going to have to come to the panel. Mm-hmm. I, I do want to get Sean Reed in there to uh, do an impression of Zack Snyder again. He did that at a Watchmen panel for us a couple of years ago. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> <laughs> Unfortunately for all of Dragon Con, our pal, the Red Ranger, will not be there on Sunday. Boo! Oh. Boo! Boo! Oh. But uh, maybe, I, maybe I can record something. Maybe we can yeah. maybe we can have a Red Ranger hologram. <laughs> we can make that happen, yeah. All right, anything before we wrap it up, anything else you guys want to be sure to point out? Any messages you want to get out about the classics track or uh that people need to know coming into Dragon Con, which is just at this point a couple weeks away. Stay hydrated. Hydrated. Stay hydrated. Remember the 621 rule, which is um 6 Shoot, what is it? Well, the real rule is six hours sleep, two good meals, one shower. Minimum okay, every each day. day, each day. My uh, my rule is six meals, two, <laughs> two hours of sleep, and one of the other thing, whatever it is. <laughs> and one long weekend. Yes. Yes. <laughs> Uh, Gary and Joe, thank you so much for coming on the show, talking about uh, Dragon Con, classic sci-fi, and whatever else we just rambled about for an hour. (laughs) It's what we do. Uh, I will see you guys just a couple of weeks from now, and we are going to have the best time ever. Yes. That's what we do. All right. Thank you, guys. Thank Thank you. I'm forgetting something. I know I am. Uh, There's no way I'm not, because you know what? It's 6.45 Thursday morning. I've been putting this episode together over the last, like, nine days or something, and uh, I am forgetting something. I will say this, though. I do remember that in the intro, well, I, I say I do remember. I just listened to it again to make sure it was okay to use, because, like I said, there was so much going on when I recorded that thing, but it's, I'm pretty happy with it. I like it. It's got a good energy level. I get the information across that I needed to get across. It's, it's a fine intro. It's not my best, but it'll do 
for an episode that's already great because of Joe and Gary. Uh, I created the Needless Things at Dragon Con 2018 event on or for the Needless Things Podcast Facebook group. So if you go to Facebook and search for Needless Things Podcast, you'll find the group. You can join the group, or if you're already a member, you can join the event. And in that event, I will post everything that we're doing at Dragon Con, and I invite all of you guys to go in and post things that you're doing at Dragon Con so we can all keep track of each other and, uh, you know, have conflicts and stuff between our panels. We've already got a conflict between two of the irregulars that I'll get into next week. And it's fine. It's fine. All that really matters is midnight on Saturday. Uh, we will all be available to go and see the Cybertronic Spree. I mean, really, that's what matters, right? I think it is. Uh, after the big damn game show which which is at 10 now i'll go ahead and share that news it is now at 10 which is great i'm thrilled under an hour people under an hour i love you guys thank you for listening to the needless things podcast you're the best you can find the show on itunes stitcher downcast or in the ears of a trader vix employee love you mean it Uh uh-huh